Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dirty Blondes. This week I'm continuing on with the fetish series and the topic I'm going to be covering is dom sub relationships. If you're not caught up on the other fetish series episodes, then head over to episodes 31 and 32 and listen to those first. Because in those episodes, I explain some of the basic terms like safe words and contracts and role playing and all of that fun stuff. Okay, so let's just jump right in. What is a dom-sub relationship? A dom-sub relationship is just like any other normal relationship, except the couple engages in some aspect of BDSM, and there's a power exchange between the two partners where one person is the dom and then the other person is the sub. Dom-sub relationships can take many forms, so some might be more sexual and only explored in the bedroom, whereas other relationships might flow in and outside of the bedroom and into the partner's day-to-day lives. So that could be anything from a dom ordering their sub's meal at a restaurant or to a handler walking their pet outside on a leash. And by pet, I mean a sub, not a dog or a cat or whatever. (laughs) So there are many levels to the 24-7 dom-sub dynamics. There are also romantic and platonic forms of dom-sub relationships. A lot of people who are uneducated in the kink scene assume that all relationships have to be sexually based or have a sexual nature, but they really don't have to be because submission can involve anything from acts of service to giving up total control of day-to-day life, being disciplined, or simply being the dominance plaything. So with acts of service, that could be, if you fit into the 1950s household dynamic, that could be like cooking and cleaning and doing daily tasks around the house or giving up total control for day-to-day life could be giving up your financial freedom or your ability to make decisions on your diet or things like that. So there's different levels of things that can be a submissive act in these types of relationships. Partners in long-term dom-sub relationships care for each other just as much as anyone else would in a normal like vanilla type of relationship. So They can be just as romantic and intense and meaningful. And in some cases, they're more intense and meaningful than regular vanilla relationships because you are adding a lot of different dynamics and power exchange within that relationship. So it kind of, it changes the dynamic a little bit compared to a regular vanilla type of relationship. Some common types of relationship dynamics within the dom-sub world are master and slave, which falls under total power exchange, daddy and little, which is also known as DDLG, which falls under age play, owner and pet, which obviously falls under pet play, and then 1950s household, which falls under domestic discipline. So for all of those dynamics that I just mentioned, I am going to be doing a separate episode for each of those. I'll touch on each one a little bit in this episode, but I'm going to do a deeper dive later on in the series. So stay tuned for a crash course on all of those. So not every dom-sub relationship is a 24-7-365 situation. Some are more casual, you have some that are more romantic in nature, and then others that are more platonic. Some relationships are in the bedroom or behind closed doors only, so you might only explore power dynamics in the bedroom or during sexual play, but 
all of the other times the power dynamic returns to equal. So meaning both partners are equal at that point. But some couples do enjoy having the uneven power dynamic all day, every day, even when the players are not engaging in sexual acts. So dom sub relationships aren't just black and white. You know, there's a lot of layers. There's a lot of negotiating and communication happening for any of these types of roles because like I said in previous episodes, you have to trust the person you're with and you need to communicate with what exactly you're looking for as far as limits and expectations and all of that. So when you're getting into the 24-7 situation, that's a lot more negotiating than you just going over limits and expectations in that regard. So with casual dom-sub relationships, they are much like any other casual, no-strings-attached relationship, but the power dynamic is still there. So if your relationship is casual, it often means that there's no real commitment and the sub may have multiple doms or the dom may have multiple subs. The dom and subs still show each other respect But once that's over, they go their separate ways. So unlike a serious or long-term dom-sub relationship, the dom and sub don't rely on each other for daily interaction or guidance or support. It's more just a fun thing that you do when you're together, but it's not something that you need 24-7. In casual dom-sub relationships, the sub doesn't have as much access to the dom. So this type of relationship truly is a no strings attached dynamic, but that doesn't mean that it can't change down the road. Now, a long-term or serious dom-sub relationship is typically 24-7. So this isn't something that's for everyone. This is something that you typically either work up to or you do it with someone you've known a long time and really trust because this type of relationship needs a ton of commitment from both the dom and the sub. This type of dynamic isn't solely focused on kink, sex, or fetishes. This is a full-on relationship. And there are some serious dom-sub relationships that don't even involve sex at all. It's really just about the power exchange. So serious or long-term dom-sub relationships, they truly do take over your whole life. So this means that there's a lot of work that needs to go into this if you want it to succeed. So just like with any relationship, obviously you have to work towards, you know, making sure things go well in a relationship, communicating and negotiating and all that stuff. So that's no different. But a lot of times with serious dom-sub relationships, people have to kind of shift their mindset because like I had mentioned earlier, where a dom may want to order dinner for his sub. So that's something where... A sub would need to get used to that and be able to deal with that commitment every single time you go out to eat. Your dom is dictating what you're eating, drinking. You have no choice in that. You do have the choice because you're allowing it to happen, but you have to be okay with you rescinding your rights, essentially. So a subset of a serious dom-sub relationship is called total power exchange. So this type of relationship typically falls under the master-slave dynamic. The master has full control over the slave and can control pretty much everything in their lives, from finances to their career to the clothes that they wear, their diet, their day-to-day life. The master enforces their non-negotiable rules and protocols and they can use the slave whenever and however they want sexually. So those are typically things that fall under the master-slave situation. Now, a lot of people say that it's abuse, but it's really not. It is consensual at the end of the day. It's a consensual relationship where both partners feel more fulfilled and taken care of 
just in a different way that is a societal norm. So when slaves get into these type of relationships, they know what they're signing up for. Now, contracts still may be used in a master-slave situation just to lay out the overall agreement and the fact that it's a total power exchange and in the contract it can potentially list expectations or requirements. But the part where you negotiate your safe words, your hard and soft limits, and all of that kind of stuff is typically not covered or discussed in the contract. Because again, as the slave, you're consensually giving up your rights. So there really is no room for negotiation in that type of dynamic. Another type of dom-sub relationships that is interesting is called remote domination. So this could be used when the dom and sub are apart, whether it's while one of them is at work or they're traveling for work out of state, they're long distance potentially. So it's basically when the dom and sub are not going to see each other. So some areas where the dom would show their power over their sub is they could potentially control their schedule. They could blackmail them. They could control their spending. Um, They could request partial or total control of their social media. They could ask for their geolocation so they know where they are. It can even get to the point where they're monitoring either their house or the room that they're in with like cameras. Um, And then kind of to fall into the sex stain and whatnot, you have the kink request. So they could ask you to do various things while they're not there. And then you have to show them that you, you know, you accomplish those things. So remote domination can vary depending on what both parties agree to. And it doesn't really need to be 24 seven. So with total power exchange and long-term dom sub relationships, those typically are 24 seven in and out of the bedroom situations. But with remote domination, you can use that in a more casual dom-sub relationship. So I have participated in remote domination, but on a more entry level. If I dated guys who were more dominant and we were texting and we knew we wouldn't see each other that day, sometimes they would ask me to do different things like either masturbate and send them videos or send specific types of pictures or nudes on demand. I personally enjoy incorporating that into my sex life with certain guys. It really depends on the dynamic with that guy though, because some guys aren't doms and they just ask for pictures, which to me, and I feel like I can say this for most girls, if a guy just asks you for a picture and expects it, it's a huge turnoff. But if a guy who's a dom tells me in a certain way then it's hot. Like there's a fine line on how you ask and kind of like, if you have that sense of entitlement of, Oh, well I already fucked you. Send me a nude. Like that's just like, I don't, I'm like, why am I fucking wasting my time? But if you can play into the Dom role and you have that dynamic about you, then it kind of changes things a bit and it doesn't make it feel as self-entitled. So I like when guys do that, like, any more dominant guy that I'm seeing. It's definitely just something fun to kind of spice up your sex life. So guys, if you are more dominant and you have a girl who is willing to be submissive, you know, that's something that you could potentially do while they're at work or shopping somewhere. You know, you can make them run out to their car or run to a bathroom or take a picture under the table or something like that. So that could be something kind of More fun and adventurous if you're looking to spice things up a little bit, but not make it a full 24-7 situation. 
So the next three popular types of dom-sub relationships that I'm going to get into, like I said before, I'm going to do a complete series on each of these later down the road, but I did want to touch on them during this episode. So for DDLG, that stands for Daddy Dom and Little Girl. It's a form of age play or role play that it has nothing to do with incest. Okay. It's not specifically just because it's daddy. It's not meant to be an incestual thing. So in this case, the Dom takes over the role as the caregiver. So he is the one who dominates and disciplines the little. And the little takes on a childlike role. So it's usually a girl that regresses into a younger age. And that age can be anywhere from a baby who wears diapers to a young teenage girl. So the little is the submissive and she takes on the role of a bratty girl who likes to cuddle, play with toys, follow the rules, but then break them so she can be punished. So it's basically a, you know, an extra form of attention. So this type of dynamic can be incorporated into a more casual BDSM relationship, but it also can be part of a long-term, more 24-7 relationship as well. It just depends on what both partners are looking for and what they're okay with in and outside of their bedroom or home and into their life, essentially. The next type of relationship is trainer or handler and pet. So the dom, which is also known as a trainer or handler, is responsible for looking after the sub who typically plays either a cat, a dog, a pony, or a pig. Those are like the big four. They can play any animal they want, but those are like the main ones that are typically played. So the handler is a dominant personality with a kind and caring side. They take over complete control during pet play, just like an owner would with an actual pet. And a pet is a submissive who enjoys taking on aspects of a domesticated animal. Pets enjoy the freedom of being animal-like, so they leave all adult responsibilities behind to play like their chosen pet. There are many different levels of pet play. Some pets enjoy dressing up with masks and gloves so they can't speak or use their hands like humans would. Others just like to act like pets without a particular like costume or prop. With pet play, there can be a sexual element sometimes, but often it's just about the dynamic between the pet and the owner. So again, more like the romantic and affectionate side, not just a sexual act. And then the last one is 1950s household, which I always found this one just really interesting. I feel like it's not talked about that much, and I am excited to get into like a whole episode about this. Some people don't consider this a dom-sub dynamic, but just like with anything else, it, it is a power exchange. It's, a, it's an exchange of power. So this is just what it sounds like. It's a social and sexual dynamic that tries to recreate the stereotypical male-dominated marital relationship from the 1950s. So this dynamic is typically more social than sexual, but obviously sex can play a part in this if you would like it to. So in this type of dynamic, traditional gender roles are maintained. So this is a type of power exchange completely based on gender roles. So the man probably takes pride in his career and providing for his family, while the woman is either probably a stay-at-home mom or wife or works in a field like teaching or nursing. And her main responsibilities in this dynamic are 
caring for her home and her family. So this woman would take pride in cooking and cleaning and ironing and raising children if that was the case as well. So again, this is another perfect example of something that you could make this dynamic a 24-7 situation if you would like to, or it could be something that you kind of fuck around with here and there of, you know, if you're a woman who likes to cater to your man and or your man is a little bit more traditional and you kind of want to submit to him a little bit more, this is a way that you can incorporate that into your relationship. So you can make this a part-time thing or a full-time thing, depending on what you would like. So a lot of people say, why would you want to do this? Like, what is the point of having a dom-sub relationship like this? So there's many reasons. The power differential is a turn-on for some. It's relaxing for others. Or it's even just comforting for some other people. So here's some examples of what I mean. With a DDLG relationship, that type of relationship thrives on the dom caring for the little and making sure that they're safe. So the little gets the opportunity to take a break from the stress of everyday life by role-playing someone younger and letting the father figure look after them so they don't have to mentally think about anything really. Whereas the master and slave dynamic is based more on worship and acts of service. So the slave takes pleasure from doing things for their master. And then even in a basic dom-sub relationship, which only involves sex, the sub can feel liberated from guilt or being shamed of wanting to do kinky things because their dom is giving them that permission. So I feel like that's something that's really freeing for a lot of people and what gets people kind of into this lifestyle because there is still such a stigma about kinky sex and dirty sex. And I mean, even doing this podcast, I hear people all the time that are like, I can't believe you talk about that so openly or are sharing that you did X, Y, and Z. And it's a normal thing. Like we all do it. We just don't talk about it. So when you are able to be in a physical sexual relationship with someone, whether you're in an actual relationship with them or not, you know, if you're, if you have a physical or sexual partner that you know that you're going to be able to do anything with them and they're not going to judge you for it. And they're going to encourage you to do more kinky stuff and dirty stuff that you were like, Oh my God, I I never wanted to talk about this or I was shamed or didn't want to bring it up. Like that's an amazing feeling. It is so freeing when you finally can say whatever you want to your partner and really have fun. So I personally think that's why a lot of people end up getting into this because it's so entry level and then you can get into the more extreme stuff as you kind of get comfortable and figure out your wants and needs as a person. So I've seen a lot of people ask online when, you know, researching these things and they say, oh, are dom-sub relationships healthy? And yes, they are healthy and no, they, there's certain relationships that are not going to be healthy, just like a normal vanilla relationship. I've been in plenty of relationships and situationships and what have you that have been severely unhealthy that had nothing to do with the dom-sub dynamic. So dom-sub relationships are only healthy if both partners work on making sure that they are just like a normal relationship. But there is potential for the submissive to be abused or taken advantage of. So natural submissives love to please and follow the rules. So the dom in those relationships needs to be aware of that and act responsibly. An unhealthy dom-sub relationship can end up being abusive, whether it's mentally 
and or physically, and it could end up with the sub being codependent and the dom exhibiting narcissistic tendencies. So a healthy dom-sub relationship requires plenty of open and honest communication, just like I have said through this whole series. You just have to be open and honest. Like that's that's key to making any of this successful for both parties. And in a healthy dom-sub relationship, the dom should be checking in to ensure that the sub is happy with the arrangement. Now, there's always a lot of questions too about who has the power. Who is more in control in a dom-sub relationship? Is the dominant or the submissive? So it's a little tricky to answer. The dominant always has a more assertive personality by nature and is technically the one in charge. So the dom sets the rules, dishes out the punishments, chooses where they go for dinner, takes charge in the bedroom, and so on. But this doesn't mean that the sub has no control at all. Of course they have some control. If this is a situation where a sub is not living this lifestyle 24-7, they may be dominant in an aspect of their life and choose to be submissive in the bedroom. And like I said in previous episodes about the contracts and negotiating, the sub is relinquishing their rights, essentially. Like they're they're giving their power to the dom and letting them basically you know, do what is agreed upon. So at any point, especially if you're not in a master slave situation and you are using safe words and you have your limits and contracts set, then at any given point, if a sub wants to tap out and say that they don't want to move forward that day or at that time, they have every right to do so. So even though they're the submissive in the relationship, that doesn't mean that they have no rights at all. So both the dom and the sub are in control, but the submissive is opting to relinquish that control to someone that they trust and possibly love during the role play or scene or whatever. So both parties remain an element of control because they are free to walk away at any time. They can walk away from the relationship or withdraw consent per their contract and safe words and all of that kind of stuff. So yes, the dom has the power as far as dictating the rules, but the sub is, I would say the sub really has more power than the dom honestly, because they're the ones who can take it away at any time. They're the ones who can just end it end the role play and the relationship, whatever. Now, like I was saying before with unhealthy doms and abusive situations, there are fake doms out there. So a fake dom is someone who thinks that they're a dom in reality, but they really don't care about their partner and they only want to use their sub. So fake doms are horrible for the community because they don't really care about the consent. They're typically emotionally manipulative towards their subs and they typically think that they know it all. They believe that they're not a beginner and they believe that they know the lifestyle because they think it's just about being rough and manhandling their partner or believing that their subs should just do whatever they want all the time, which is that's that's not how this works. So that's just something to keep in mind if you are looking for a new dom in your life is to just be very careful. I wouldn't suggest going forward with certain things with people you don't really know. I've said this before on previous episodes, like you don't have to be an expert right away. So know your limits and know what you want. Dealing with a fake dom is like dealing with any other Chad, Brad, and Kyle 
with a ton of red flags. Every girl knows this. We all see red flags when it comes to basic vanilla type relationships. And we all choose to ignore them because we're stupid as fuck. And that's just the way our brains work. We love the toxicity. But deep down, we know most of the time that those relationships aren't going to work because of gaslighting or the red flags that we see or those gut feelings. And honestly, with fake doms, it's kind of the same thing. Like if it doesn't feel right in your gut and you start to see these red flags of no communication or no negotiating or they just don't care, then that's not someone that you need to be in a relationship with because you're only going to end up, you're definitely going to end up probably physically hurt. And then just the emotional draining damage that is probably going to come out of that too. It's just not fun to deal with. And you don't want to have a negative experience that's going to stop you from progressing into a situation that you like. So just be careful when dealing with fake doms, because there are a lot out there. And I can say this from experience with guys who just like to say that they're into, they're into kinky, like dom subplay. And I've said the story before about how my throat has been physically like damaged because a guy didn't know how to choke me correctly and things like that. So there's definitely moments that can scar you physically or emotionally. And it's just not fun because it's like, you're always going to have that in the back of your head and it could potentially hinder future experiences that you have. And no one wants that. Like I said, I say this all the time. Sex is supposed to be fun. All of this stuff is supposed to be fun and exciting and adventurous and pleasurable. And no one should be sitting there being, you know, emotionally or physically abused because they, you know, they're with a dom that says they know what they're doing, but they didn't educate themselves. So just be careful out there. Trust your gut and make sure you communicate with your partner. All right, guys. So there's the overview on dom sub relationships. Like I said, ultimately, they're just like normal relationships, but with aspects of BDSM and power differences thrown in. The bare bones are the same for everyone, but it's the nuances and details that make each dom sub relationship unique. As I've said many times before, communication and trust are key in these types of relationships. So always listen to your partner and evolve your relationship over time. And remember that the purpose of a relationship is to make you feel happy and content and act as a platform for personal growth. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Stay tuned for a deep dive into the specific dom sub relationships I mentioned earlier in the episode. I'll release those in the next couple weeks. Also, don't forget to check out the link in my Instagram bio, which is Dirty Blondes Pod to give me some feedback or submit questions or stories that you guys have. Or if you want to be a guest on the show, don't forget to like and subscribe and all that fun stuff. And I hope you guys have a great weekend and I'll see you guys next week. All right, guys. Bye.